Hi, and welcome to Inglewood Presbyterian Church in Kirkland, Washington. We are a church for the neighborhood, whether you're a local neighbor or from far away, all are welcome here. We are pleased to present to you our weekly Sunday sermons. Our head pastor is James Cuman, and you can find more information about us on our website at inglewoodpc.org. My name is Omival Midjad, and I will be reading Matthew 6, verses 25 to 34. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more important than food, and the body more important than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the lilies of the field grow? They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you? O you of little faith, so do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you, that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Good morning, Inglewood Presbyterian Church, everyone, and Happy New Year. Uh, I'm James Carney again. I'm very happy to be bringing the word to you um, um, from an invitation from my good friend, your pastor, the other James K. Um, so today is the first Sunday of 2021. It's the beginning of a new year. And if you're like me, you might be wondering, okay, so what's ahead? Um, uh, after last year, with all the things that happened that were hard and unexpected uh, and even terrible, um, you know, with the beginning of a new year, uh, it's very reasonable to think, well, gosh, what should I do? How do I look towards this next year with hope? Uh, and not with anxiety. And so as I was praying for you and asking the Lord what word he would have for you, I really heard uh, first things first. So uh, that's what we're going to talk about is keeping first things first and doing it so that we can face the new year with hope rather than anxiety. Uh, as I was thinking about putting first things first, I, I remember the phrase, who's on first? Remember that old comedy routine, Abbott and Costello, who's on first? Um, if, if for you that haven't seen it, it's really worth uh, looking it up on YouTube. You can find a couple different versions of it, but it has to do with you know this 
these two guys, and one is telling the other about the names of these guys on the baseball team, the Chicago baseball team. And uh, they all had funny nicknames. Uh, who was on first, what was on second, I don't know, was on th third. And of course, the guy learning the names doesn't understand that those are the names. So when he says, who's on first, the other guy goes, yes. He goes, no, who's on first, yes. He said, no, what's the name on first base? And he goes, no, no, what's the name is the guy on second base? He said, well, I don't know who's on second base. He goes, that's third base. Right, so the whole thing just becomes jumbled up. It's very, very funny. Uh, and they become confused with this very simple, but it begins with this very simple question, who's on first? Um, so to get some direction on how to pick first, on, first things first, or uh, what is, uh, who's on first, we're going to look towards the teachings of Jesus. And we're going to take a section from the Sermon on the Mount that you already heard. And... And what I'm going to be looking at is basically what is the key for walking through 2021 with hope rather than anxiety? Um, and the answer is going to be putting first things first. So really, how do we put these first things first? So let's begin with prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for this morning. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for Jesus, for what you've done with this wonderful salvation that you've invited us into. Holy Spirit, give us hearts to hear your word today, uh, and not just to hear, but also to follow your prompting so we can follow you, Jesus. To build up your kingdom, Father, for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, um, let me define my terms. First, uh, hope and anxiety. Uh, by hope, I mean that's where you look at the future expecting something good to happen. It's like good kids on Christmas. They look towards uh, Christmas Day with hope because they expect to get presents, good presents. Now, bad kids look towards Christmas with anxiety because they're expecting, they're fearful they're going to get coal in their stockings and not good presents. Now, of course, no kid really thinks they're bad. Everyone, all kids look forward to Christmas with, uh, with hope. But that's a good way of sort of looking at us as adults and, and you as kids, looking towards the, the, the coming year. Are we looking, uh, are we expecting good things to happen, like presents on Christmas morning? Are we looking for bad things to happen, like coal in our stocking? Are we looking towards the future with hope or anxiety? Um, or maybe it's a mix of both. But one more term is in terms of who's on first? Jesus talks about it in our passage today, and he said, first things, putting first things first is putting God's kingdom first and putting his righteousness first. Um, he teaches us that if we put his kingdom and his righteousness first, we'll become more and more like Jesus, and that God will take care of everything else, that we no longer have to be anxious. We can look towards the future with hope. So this Priority shouldn't be a surprise. I mean, when we sign up to be a Christian, we say that Jesus is now our Savior and Lord. Um, but let me talk a little bit about that briefly first, because, again, these are sort of first things when it comes to being a Christian. So why don't we use this the next couple of minutes to uh, affirm, reaffirm, or maybe for the first time, commit ourselves to Jesus as Savior and Lord. All right, our Lord and Savior. So we'll begin first with Jesus as Savior. Um, becoming a Christian means that we decide that 
we've made a mess of our lives or that we've had enough of us being in charge of our lives, that we've made a mess of things, that we're sinners, we've, we've missed the mark. Uh, we have things that we did that we wish we hadn't done. There's other things that we knew we should have done that we didn't do. Um, and we're just done with being in charge and we realize we're deeply in trouble. Uh, scripture puts it in more unvarnished terms that we are dead in our transgressions and sins that come from following the ways of this world and following the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is at work and those who are disobedient and that we are by nature deserving of wrath. Um, but scripture also says that God who is, that he loves us so much, he's so full of mercy that while we were yet dead in our transgressions, he made us alive in Christ Jesus. And he did that through the death of Jesus on the cross, paid for our sins. And by accepting that gift of payment for our sin, that our sins are now taken care of. They're atoned for. They're, they're, they're done away with. They're washed clean. Um, and that we are forgiven, that we're no longer dead in our transgressions, but we've been raised with Christ and seated with him in, at the right hand of the Father in the heavenly realms. And there God's just going to be good to us. Um, he made us alive in Christ, even when we were dead in our sins. And that in the coming ages, he's just going to be dis demonstrating his grace to us in order to demonstrate just how good he is. We become object lessons of his grace, uh, unmerited favor. That's what we mean by accepting Jesus. And if we don't, well, then we have to suffer this, the, 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 the consequences of our sin, which means eternal damnation, uh, something that we choose. So, for you who have accepted Jesus, let's just spend a moment and reaffirm that faith. But if you haven't, if you've never said, you know, I never have really said yes to Jesus and no to my sin, then why don't, why don't you do that now? We'll all bundle this up in one prayer where we're just reaffirming or affirming or committing for the first time, Jesus is our Savior. So pray with me. Oh, Father, um, we just confess to you that we are sinners and that we have made a mess of our lives and we are sorry. We ask you to forgive us. We thank you so much for Jesus coming and dying on the cross and that somehow that death on the cross paid for our sins. We accept that payment right now. We accept the blood of Jesus to wash us clean. We just throw ourselves in your mercy and because of Jesus, we can confidently come to you into your presence and we know that you hear us. We accept this gift of salvation and this pardon from sin. We thank you. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, first part, Jesus is Savior. Now, the second part is Jesus is Lord. Well, what does that mean? Lord means, just an old-fashioned word, which means the person who's in charge. He's Lord of your life. You're no longer Lord of your life. He is the Lord of your life. He's the king. He's the president. He's the, he's the boss of you. Okay. Because to, uh, to move from Jesus as Savior to saying that I've messed up, it then means we need to let him take over. Uh, if we then, uh, having accepted forgiveness, then go and then try to take control of our lives again, that's um, an exercise in missing the point. That means we're just going to mess things up all over again. So, it's, 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 it's necessary that once you accept Jesus as Savior, is that then you follow him as Lord. Um, what this means is that in light of God's mercy now as God's children adopted in love, we should live in a manner 
worthy of that mercy. Um, this means putting off the old nature, which has been corrupted by deceitful desires, and putting on the new nature, which is being created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. And we do this by just saying yes to him every day and following the prompt.